All right. I had a friend of mine by the name of Brother Ted Hines. Uh, he passed away during the COVID. He was pastor down in the booming metropolis of Pahokee, Florida. There really is such a place. Pahok Pahokee, Florida is right by Okeechobee, Florida. Can you dig? Yeah, amen. All right, here we go. Preacher walks to the pulpit, preach God's word. Praying in his heart, the message is heard. When Sister Carla shouts to the preacher out loud, lift him up, oh preacher, lift him up. Lift him up, oh preacher, lift him up. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, to lift him up. You'll grow into him if you lift him up. Lift him up, oh preacher, lift him up. Lift him up, 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 preacher, lift him up, up, up. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, to lift him up. You'll grow into him if you lift him up. Lift him up. Lift him up. Brother Ted goes out to preach in the street. He's kind and loving to everyone he meets. Then Sister Carla shouts to her husband out loud. Lift him up, oh preacher, lift him up. Lift him up, oh preacher, lift him up. Jesus Christ is the Son of God, so lift him up. He'll grow into him if you lift him up. Lift him up, oh preacher, lift him up. Well, preachers, if you're gonna preach God's word, make sure that this one message is heard. Trust Jesus Christ, the crucified, risen Son of God. Lift him up. Oh preacher, lift him up. Lift him up. Oh preacher, lift him up. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, so lift him up. He'll grow into him if you lift him up. Lift him up. Oh preacher, lift him up. Lift him up, 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 preacher, lift him up, up, up. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, so lift him up. He'll grow into him if you lift him up. Lift him up, oh preacher, lift him up. If that sounds like a little bit like the other one, same meeting. Uh, pastor friend of mine, Ted Hines, his wife, you know, anytime anybody would say anything remotely good, she'd say, lift them up, preacher, lift them up. So that's where that idea came from. All right. If you have your Bibles this afternoon, go to Matthew chapter 1, verse number 17. This is a Christmassy kind of message. And uh, I told Miss Lisa that I was going to preach this, and she kind of curled her nose at me. I like this one. I, I, I love uh, the kind of what I call cheap seat preaching where, I mean, this just makes too much sense, you know what I mean? It just, it, it just like this morning, I hope that hit, I believe it did. And sometimes, uh, of course, I love to do, I love doing character studies and preaching on individuals, the folks you don't even notice in Scripture too, as well as uh, better known characters. But every once in a while, you just trip across something that just you say, Lord, what in the world are you talking about? 
And then when you get it, you get it. And this is one of these things, no, I've never heard this preached on before. I never saw this before. I didn't read it in a book or anything else. During the uh, Christmassy time period, um, let me back up just a little bit. I preached the life of Christ years ago to the kids downtown, both uh, some of the prayer Baptist youngins and also the, uh, um, our kids from the Cass Corridor before we started going and picking a bunch of kids up in the southwest as well. We had an old... We had an old building, a three-story apartment building on Cass Avenue. That's the dirt underneath that building is worth three or four million dollars now. Uh, just a, a block from um, it's, it's a Cass and Temple, so it's a block from uh, you have Cass and Temple Park and then Woodward. So we're, we're right there by there's a business school on the corner now, which is part of that whole uh, little Caesars Arena thing. And um, anyway, that needless to say, that 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 area right there has gone up in property value and. All the gentrification stuff where the poor people are getting run out has happened. Same thing is going on now around Corktown and all. But um, why am I saying all this? What was my point? Um, <laughs> gone. Ying. By the way, that, that newscaster's name was Jeff Vaughn. Lisa and I were I told you. It was in there. I just couldn't get it out of there. Amen. Uh, I had to go through. Miss Lisa and I do this all the time. A, B, C, D. You know, I have to go through all the names. And I started thinking his name started with a J and it was normal. And so I went through all the J's, and as soon as I said Jeff, I said Jeff and Jamie Vaughn. So he lived right down around the corner here someplace, and we picked up a bunch of stuff before he left the beautiful area of Detroit and moved to Los Angeles. I bet he wished he could redo that one right now. Amen. So anyway, um, I don't remember what I was talking about. Oh, uh, I preached to the kids downtown uh, and uh, did, did a Life of Christ series, and two years ago... Almost three years ago now, one morning bright and early, I had a dream. Bless God, you know. Don't worry, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying anything out of tune or anything like that. I just uh, had a dream one morning that I caught a fish about that big. And uh, I, know, I know it was up north because I could see down in the water and I could see the Petoskey stones. So I knew I was up north and I had this little fish about that stinking big. It, I was dreaming, you know. Sun's starting to come up. I'm about ready to wake up because it's getting light inside the room. And uh, I had that thought go through my mind. I was embarrassed laying there dreaming. Man, that fish is tiny. Shame on you for catching that poor little thing. And uh, I had that guilty feeling come over me and like, well, I'm dreaming, you know. What am I going to do with this fish? And then that thought that, remember, 15, 20 years ago, WWJD, what would Jesus do? Remember all that stuff? I tell everybody they had, uh, what would Jesus do? Bumper stickers, what would Jesus do? Uh, wristbands, what would Jesus do? Roach clips, you know, whatever. You know. They had, uh, they had uh, everything. Everything was, what would Jesus do something? But anyway, I, I was thinking, you know, I'm laying there thinking, WWJD, you know, and, and the, the mean Baptist preacher part of me came through. And I'm, started, I, I'm laying there thinking, who, who gives a rip what you think he would do? What did he do? And I, I mean, I, folks, I'm about this much awake and about that much asleep and just kind of coming up out of that. And, and that thought woke me straight up. And I thought, man, that is great. What a series of sermons. What did Jesus do? Not what we think he would do. And if you, if you know anything about the God of America, he's an unusual creature. 
And people will tell, well, my God says this, and my God says that, and my God says I can, you know, no, your God never said that. You said that, and then you rubbed a little Jesus on it or rubbed a little God on it. You, you're, he didn't tell you to do a bunch of the stuff that people claim that he told them to do because it ain't in the book. In fact, it's, the book says don't do dumb stuff. Amen. <laughs> I, I, I have people all the time, rub, man, rub. I need drug counseling, man. I need drug counseling. I need booze counseling. So, man, here, it's easy. Here, I, I'll, give you every, I'll give you the whole thing right here right now. Go over there and get that brick out of the alley. Throw it up in the head. Throw it up in the air. Let it come down and hit you in the head. Man, you illin', Rev. No, take that brick. Throw it about 20 feet up in the air. Let it come down and bop your brains out. Man, I ain't going to do that. You're right. Throw it 50 feet up in the air. Make sure that you get right up underneath it. And, man, preacher, I ain't going to do that. And I say, you're doing it already anyway. Aha. Amen. To your head like that. Amen. About, about four in the morning, you're going to set up and go, amen! You know, you, he's, he's right. All right. This is one of these things with this what would Jesus do thing. And you know, I was going through the Bible again, and I'm about two or three years ago. And I saw this, and I thought to myself, man, this is weird. But having knowing a little bit about the Bible and how some things worked and the numbers in the Bible, I thought, wow, look at this. And then I got it. Never heard anybody preach on this before. Never saw it before. I'm not trying to start a new doctrine. It's laying right there. Matthew chapter number 1, verse number 17. And if you look at verse number 18, it says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. Thank God for those words. Amen. I love that. Um, I, don't, I think it's actually Luke that, that Linus quoted in the, uh, in the uh, um, Charlie Brown, you know. But uh, back in the old days, even the cartoon characters knew it, right? Amen. <laughs> Look at Matthew chapter 1. We'll start out verse 17. Let's pray. Father, again, I come to you real quickly. Lord, I'm asking God, please use your word. Help us. Give us something. And we love you. And we thank you for this great book. And uh, we thank you for uh, the, the provision that Jesus Christ made for all of us and what you did for us. Uh, bless us now, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Katie, this is going to be the weirdest Christmas message you've ever heard. And you say, well, it's after Christmas. I know. Bear with me. Um, I've been a little bummed out this last year calling that uh, new news booklet coming out calling Operation Bummer Summer because it was a bummer. You know? I hurt my back, then I got pneumonia, then the cops kicked me off the corner, and then I, I've had some health issues, and I've had to... Uh, by, the time, uh, by, by the time the pneumonia was over, Miss Lisa and I went over there, and we walked halfway around... Garden City Park right after I got, I, I was almost grabbing a hold of her just to stay up, stay up. and my, my energy was gone, and so I've been doing zillions of pushes up and these little triangle bar uh, pull-ups and all this kind of stuff, so I've been working on my strength and walking and deep knee bends and calf raises and all that kind of fun stuff and got a lot of my uh, strength back, but anyway, um, I don't know what that has to do, oh, um, the whole bummer thing, so... This is a real blessing here, and it has nothing to do with what I just said, but it, it's all in here running back and forth. Amen. I'm, if, if that whatever original thought was comes back, I'll let you know next time I see you. Amen. All right, Matthew chapter 1, verse number 17, and we'll, we'll look at uh, verse number 18 also in a few minutes, but just let's, let's concentrate on verse number 17. 
Like I said, I saw this and I'm thinking, okay, Lord, what in the world? This will be the weirdest Christmas message. Oh, I know what I was saying. I'm back. I caught it. It bummed me out that I didn't get to preach more on Halloween. And, and I, don't, I don't go to seed on Halloween like some of the brethren do. I use that thing. You want, you want, to, you want to play with the devil, really? <laughs> well, boo, you know. And I preach all this scary, spooky stuff. You know, the world's all in love with the devil. Let me, let me tell you about him. Let me tell you about hell. Let me tell you about blood-sucking angels from Jupiter. Let me tell you. Sure, man, we, you want to go there? Let's go there. And then I preach a little bit about... Uh, Thanksgiving, and that thing goes by too quick. And usually I'm already preaching about Christmas. And ladies and gentlemen, I know some folks believe he was born in April. The Lord Jesus Christ was born in April. Maybe he was. And I know other people believe he was born in May. Maybe he was. And I know others believe that he was born in September during the Feast of the Tabernacles. Maybe he was. Others believe he was born in December or January during the time of the birthing of the lambs. Maybe he was. And maybe he wasn't. You, one of these days, he's going to straighten us all out, and we're going to know. Amen. In the meantime, I don't give a rip what you think. Next December 25th, they're going to sell, the world is going to celebrate Christmas. So I use that whole emotional Christmas timey thing to preach on the birth of Jesus Christ. I've got friends of mine that preach, you know, in, 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 in April or September. They'll do all the Christmas. They'll hold their whole Christmas thing in April or September. Hey, free country, do what you want to do, dummy. I mean, uh, I mean, sir, ma'am. But, but anyway, that, that's, they're going to do what they're going to do, and you ain't going to change that. Amen. Uh, I, was, I, I get disappointed. Okay, this is just me. But I get disappointed sometimes, and some of the biggest, baddest, bravest, roughest, toughest guys I know turned into little pipsqueaks around Halloween time. I mean, they get, they get so freaked out. And they, and they make a bunch of misquotes on something that some Church of Satan dude said that he never said, and there's no documentation on it. I went out, I got, I got so mad. Miss Lisa and I went fishing down in Daytona after bike week was over, and I caught, I caught they really were about that big, weren't they? I caught a stingray about this big, little baby stingray. Man, I felt so guilty. And I caught a, a little catfish about that big. I mean, I'm telling you, I was doing good, man, bless God. And uh, I got to thinking, looking at, at social media stuff and everybody, you know, I, I thought, man, I got to go preach. So Halloween night, I'm out there preaching to a bunch of the leftover bikers and stuff. Amen. I'll use the devil, devil's holiday to knock him over the head. Um, okay, now, now, now that I've said all that stuff, which means absolutely nothing, anybody awake yet? Did, did y'all fall asleep? Okay, uh, Matthew chapter 1, verse number 17. Pay attention on purpose, and this is going to be the weirdest thing you've ever heard about Christmas. So, all the generations from Abraham to David, Abraham to David, are how many generations, class? Fourteen. Fourteen. And from David until the carrying away into Babylon are how many generations, class? 14, huh? And from the carrying away into Babylon until Christ are how many generations? 14. 14. Did anybody besides me see something there? And when I'm first looking at it, man, Lord, what? Are you, what? What? Now, if I tell you, whoa, that's one thing. If I say to you, whoa, whoa, 
That's another whole thing. If I say, whoa, 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 or old earth and inhabitants thereof. You know, God, one of the Lord's most significant numbers is the number three, being God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. And I know enough about that. Let me just rattle it off to you. One is the number of unity. Two is the number of division. Three is the number of the Trinity, the triune God, the thrice holy God, a number that has to do with God, the Godhead. Four is earth, five is grace or death, depending on the context. Now, sometimes it's both. The death of Jesus Christ brought about the grace of God. Amen? Make sense? Six is, of course, the number of man. Seven is the number of completion or perfection. Eight is the number of new beginnings. Nine is the number of fruitfulness. Ten is the number of gen the Gentiles. Eleven is the number of judgment or Jesus Christ. And sometimes Judas gets in on that. But J-E-S-U-S-C-H-R-I-S-T, eleven. Twelve is the number of Israel. Of course, the twelve tribes and all. Thirteen is the number of sin or rebellion. And how's about this one? I ain't going to try to spell it. But Judas Iscariot, thirteen letters. Genesis chapter 13, verse number 13 has 13 words in it. But the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. And 13 has that number there, or has that word in there, sinners, plural. And that's the very first time in the Bible the word sin is ever used. So 13, 13, 13, God's up to something. He's trying to tell you something. And what about this weird 40s, a number of uh, testing or trial, and there's other numbers, and it gets a little deeper than me but I, so I looked it up <laughs> amen I, I just looked it up what does the number 14 signify in the Bible I'm not trying to be spooky I'm not off into all kinds of weird numerical stuff the, the numbers I gave you were just stuff that's out of the book and how they correlate with different things but unusually the number 14 has to do with the word salvation or deliverance when the Jews got delivered from Babylonian captivity, they were happy. They were going back home. They were unsure of some things, and I'm sure some of them were scared, but they sure were happy to be headed back home and not being under captivity. Same thing that happened down in Egypt. Okay, everybody with me? So watch these three breakdowns here, and we'll, we'll look at something else in just a moment. But quickly, and I promise you I'm going to be quick. Number one, for all, uh, so all the generations from Abraham into David are 14. Now, this is easy stuff. From Abraham to David. From Abraham, let me go over here and I'll work this way. From Abraham to David. From Abraham to David. When you think of Abraham, what you normally think of is Abraham was the father of the Jewish race. Do your head like that. He is the friend of God and the father of the faithful. Normally when we think of Abraham, it always associates with him being the top patriarch, him being the main man, him being the one that started the entire nation of Israel and God dealing with Abraham and God the promises went to Abraham for the children, for the seed through which the Lord Jesus Christ is going to come. Now remember this, we are dealing and talking about um the birth of Jesus Christ. Now, so God walks over here and makes sure that all these Hebrew, Jewish, 
Arabic, Aramaic, all the people from the Middle Eastern area know that from Father Abraham until King David, who was the greatest of the Hebrew kings, the Jewish kings, from here until here are 14 generations. Is that just some kind of weird mistake, or is God reaching over there putting his fingerprint or his thumbprint on this to make sure you and I see something? You say, what are we trying to see here, Brother Joe? God is saying salvation or deliverance from Abraham until David. Now, never was the kingdom as secure as it was for, uh, when King David showed up. I mean, he, he, swung, <laughs> he swung a pretty mean sling, amen? I mean, he did the job. Now, watch this. So, from Father Abraham until King David are 14 generations. Deliverance or salvation? God's going to make sure, what, what's he going to make sure of, class? That we understand that he's involved in this, that he's doing this. This one little verse is not a mistake. Well, Brother Joe, I'm not so excited about that. Yeah, but you will be. Go like that, amen. Everybody yell amen right now, amen. You're, you're going to get a hold of this thing in a second before it's over. You have one guy over here, and it starts with the father. Y'all with me? All right, now watch this. I'm already off of point number one. I'll come back and touch this again, but from Father Abraham until King David, 14 generations, salvation or deliverance. From here, all the way through all the stuff in the, in, in the, in the book of Genesis and into Exodus and all the way through the kings and the, and the prophets and stuff, you've got Abraham showing up and all of the Jewish history all the way through Joseph and the patriarchs and uh, being down in Egypt and the kings and the prophets and all the stuff that happened from Abraham until King David, 14 generations. That's not an accident. May I also say this? Seven is the number of completion of perfection. And seven times two is 14. Mm-hmm. Y'all getting anything yet? So we go from the father over to this man here who is the greatest king. Now watch this. I call this message from, 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 um, from Babylon to the baby. Amen. From Babylon to the baby. Number one, Abraham to David. We see 14 generations. Abraham through Moses, through, uh, through all the preaching, through the prophets, and to Jerusalem, and King David sitting upon the throne uh, from the father to the greatest king. Now, that name is mentioned again, King David. David until the carrying away into Babylon are 14 generations. You have the greatest king, I'm sorry, you have the father of the Hebrew race. Everybody say father. father. Now we have this next individual show up who's David. He is the greatest king. Is it okay to say he was a shepherd? Is it okay to say he was a shepherd king? Is it okay to say God's spirit was upon him? Is it okay to say he was anointed? You know what the word anointed means? Christ. 
Now watch this. God the Father, and now we have a shepherd king. You get the picture? <laughs> you have the Father. Now you have a shepherd king who shows up, and he is the deliverer, and he is there with King David. And then you've got the rest of the mess that follows him when Israel falls into sin, and they get judged. Say, Brother Joe, I'm not getting that part of it. Oh, it's as easy. The Lord Jesus Christ did nothing wrong, but he got judged for us. He was our deliverer. He was our savior. Salvation. Watch this. This is easy. This is good. God the Father. Everybody with me? Abraham pictures God the Father. All right? King David pictures the greatest king, the shepherd king. Anybody disagree with that? Nobody. Does anybody agree with that? Pretty much everybody. Some of you are, I ain't raising my hand. You're a weirdo. I, I know I'm a weirdo, but the Lord Jesus, right here, King David is a picture of the shepherd king. Watch this. Abraham to David, David to the carrying away into Babylon, punishment for sin. Did Jesus Christ get punished for my sin, yes or no? Yes, sir. Did Jesus Christ get punished for your sin, yes or no? Yes. Is Jesus Christ your deliverer, yes or no? Yes. Is Jesus Christ salvation? His name means, you know, Jehovah Yahweh saves. That's what salvation is of the Lord. That's what Jesus means. Now, so this one pictures God the Father, and this one pictures God the Son. Anybody disagree? Anybody agree? Uh, you, some of you ain't getting in for nothing, are you? Okay, watch this now. Let's read this. This is so good. And I'm sitting there reading this saying, Lord, what, Lord, what's up with this? For all the generations from Abraham to David are 14. Okay. And, all the, and from David to the carrying away of Babylon are 14. What? And from the carrying away of Babylon unto Christ are 14 generations, and I'm dividing and trying to do math and trying to figure this out with my little peanut brain. It wasn't making no sense to me until I say, wait a minute. This one is an easy picture of the father of the Hebrew race. Amen? Amen. This one here is a picture of the shepherd king who shows up to deliver, and judgment fell on him just as judgment fell on Israel when the bad king shows up, Nebuchadnezzar. So you got the good king, you got the father, and you got the good king fighting the bad king, and he delivered us. Let's read that again. For all the generations of Abraham to David are 14 generations, and from David unto the carrying away into Babylon are 14 generations, and from the carrying away into Babylon unto Christ are 14 generations. This almost sounds like cult heresy. What are you trying to teach us? Bless God. Now watch this next verse. Glory to God in the highest. No wonder they got so excited that night. If this, you know, I heard a guy say one time, uh, I'd, rather, I'd rather have a little fan in the, in the attic than to have no breeze at all. He said, people call me a, fan, a fanatic. I'd rather have a little fan in the attic than not have any breeze at all. If this doesn't light your, your wood, your, your wood's wet. Amen. Watch this. Now the birth of Jesus Christ. No, stop for a minute. 
We got God the Father, right, in picture? We got God the Son, right, in picture? Watch this. Watch this. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise as... I'm sorry, when as his mother Mary was the spouse of Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the who? Oh my goodness. Lord, thank you. I mean, God reaches out of heaven and goes, boom! He puts his fingerprints on stuff sometimes. You, y'all, did y'all just see what just happened here? The Lord in one verse says 14 generations from Abraham to David, 14 generations from David till, till uh, uh, Babylon, the, the carrying away into Babylon, 14 generations from Babylon or Nebuchadnezzar to the baby. All right. Let's read that verse number 18 again. <laughs> Is anybody getting excited about this besides me? Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Watch. Father, good shepherd, shepherd king, our sacrifice, our Savior, to being found with child of the Holy Ghost. Would that not properly teach us 14 generations that God the Father was there, 14 generations that the Shepherd King was there coming, and 14 generations till he shows up in the flesh of the Holy Ghost? Is that what it said? Now let me ask you something. Anybody disagree? <laughs> Anybody say, you're just weird, you're wet? Yeah, that's crazy. Well, I'm done. Uh, by the way, I didn't... Billy, thank you. Aaron Gilbert, if you're still here, thank you wherever you're at. If you're here, brother, for, for all your help and stuff. Um, you know what I didn't say? Hey, JB, you know what? I didn't tell everybody. You come, JB came down there and sang the other night. Right before Christmas, everybody else is out there freezing. He's out there walking around with no coat on, short sleeves, shorts. And he was singing all kinds of Christmas carols. Here comes Santa Claus, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Um, uh, no, he, 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 he linked up with some guy, and they just went to singing, singing their hearts out. Man, what a time. Um, but, you know, I, I just... I, I don't know if this means one thing to anybody besides me, but man, every once in a while when I get something, it makes me want to get under the table. And I'm not as young as I used to be, and getting under any playing is not quite as enjoyable as it used to be, but I'm telling you, every once in a while, God will come by and just say, <clears throat> and go like this. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it says, Abraham to David, 14 generations. Uh, David to uh, the carrying away of Babylon, 14 generations. From Babylon to the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ, 14 generations. Does anybody think that's just an accident? Does anybody believe God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost might be putting their fingerprint on that 
to make sure that we know something's going on here? My soul. And when I read that thing, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm getting something. And I re- looked up that 14 meaning salvation or deliverance. And, and deliverance is salvation. Salvation is deliverance. That's the same it's the same meaning. For two different words mean the kind of same things. When you get saved, you get delivered from your sin. You get delivered from hell. You get delivered from eternity separated from God. And when you get saved, uh, ED, that's past tense, uh, the Lord will save you. And then salvation is of the Lord. And then you get saved, ED, that means that's something that's already put away. Past tense. Now, I'm going to end with this. I'm sitting here studying this thing and looking at this thing and kind of being confused with this thing and kind of studying this thing out. And I looked up that 14. I thought, wow, Lord. And then I kept reading after that verse. And now, now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise when as his mother Mary was the spouse of Joseph. They, uh, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Here it is. Abraham pictures God the Father. King David, the shepherd king, the good shepherd, pictures the Lord Jesus Christ. And if that last two words there doesn't say Holy Ghost, I will eat your hat. Go like this. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. Where'd you get that from, Brother Joe? Oh, I got it right there. Who did you read after, Brother Joe? Oh, I read after Matthew. If 14 means salvation or deliverance, and, you, and you've trusted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, guess what? You're in. You're saved. You've been delivered. You got it. Tag, you're it. Amen. Now, the thing you do with that is you go out and you tag somebody else and say, now your turn. You got it. Every head bowed, every eye closed. I told you it was going to be short. Let's pray. Father.